0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Royce on baseball. Let's go. here. All right, Rivers, uh, we waited last week to do the podcast to, for the uh, twin series to get over. And then it was so disgusting. We thought we'd wait till Monday.
1: I wish we could have uh, done the podcast and the phone conversation we had uh, late that evening. That would have been uh, an all timer.
0: Hey, uh, but as unceremonious the de- uh, eliminations go, uh, second only to six, probably, huh?
1: oh easily yeah. yeah i
0: mean the fact that you not only went out but you went out with such a whimper two runs uh, two pet. runs two doubles seven hits in two games seven hits in two games and the second game against uh just a bunch of guys you know the kid the kid pitcher they were hoping that he would go you know three innings and by these guys couldn't get a hit off him it was pathetic and uh uh, I don't. Uh, I I don't know uh, what to, what to say about it. Except, I don't think this bomba ball works. No, in it, the, it uh, doesn't. In the postseason, no, it when you not. get up against decent pitching, if you can't score a run, except was what was the they had a stat there for a couple of weeks where ninety percent of their. Runs scored on home runs. I You're mean, kidding? Ninety percent? I mean, yeah, the one. I think the Chicago road trip was all home runs until like the last game or something. Well,
1: and especially when Donaldson's going to play seventy-five
0: games a summer. Oh man, that's that's uh, that's terrible. We, uh, uh, you just wonder how they looked at him last year in Atlanta, where he, when he played most of the season, and thought that that meant more. Than like the two or the three previous, previous yes, seasons when yep. he was hurt all the time. I agree, and uh, you know sometimes you got to admit that the the you know the uh, the outlier is the fact he was healthy, right? right? Oh yeah, not because uh, you don't
1: typically get healthier as you age. I, no. I know that that's a mystery, but that, that typically doesn't happen, Pat.
0: So we'll go around the. Let's go around the lineup. Okay. Jeffers is your catcher next year. I'm okay with that. Do You just uh, release Garver. Uh, I don't think you're going to—I suppose you try to trade him, huh?
1: But you could you do think, a split? Well, I, I don't want him.
0: I don't want him. That that What I saw of him is, okay, maybe—first of all, let's go back to this covenant. Maybe everything we saw this year shouldn't be taken into too much account because there was no sure. regular buildup. It was an odd year, 60, yes. But— yeah. He was horrendous. He hit 125 or something. And what disgusted me was he wouldn't. It wasn't that he couldn't hit a breaking ball. He wouldn't swing at a breaking ball. You never saw such a guess hitter in your entire life. And all he guessed was fastballs. Uh, the, what proved it to me was that when they were facing you, Darvish, in Chicago on that night, and Garber and Darvish. Twice in a row, starting him with cookie breaking balls in the middle of the zone. Just get it over breaking balls. Because he knew it would be strike one and Garber wouldn't swing. Mm-hmm. That's what the scouting report told him both times. He just took it. It was it was like hit it onto Waveland Avenue, breaking <laughs> ball, and he took them both. I, I don't know. I uh, But look at it this way. You know what he is? He's an example of when teams really start going to work on a guy. As far as, okay, you know, here's what he can't do. Modern analytics and modern scouting and stuff. I mean, it was brutal, and he's not. Good enough. He's not a good catcher. He's good enough to be a backup catcher, but but uh,
1: I guess that's my point. Because what are you going to do? Are you would you rather they non-tender him because he's not going to make any money next no, year? No,
0: but uh, or yeah. would you rather give four and a half million
1: to Alex Avila and they're both going to oh, have no, the same batting? You're, you're going to
0: get a different backup catcher. That's that's for sure. But I don't think Garber would get you anything in a trade. And uh, he might, you know, he's, there's nothing for him to take to arbitration. But the thing you got to remember about him is he's thirty now. He's going to be 30. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. he was that I old. I mean, he was 28 when he broke in, basically. Uh, I, I don't know. Gar- Jeffers is your catcher, but I, I would like to get a better left-handed hitter than uh, than Avila to be the other half. Yeah. I just don't know where you go for that. I don't think they have one in the system that I know of. Jason Castro. Let's bring him back. But, hey, I think he's available. I think he is available. <laughs> Who did he get traded to, by the way? Was it no, the no, Padres? He, I don't think he did. He get traded. I thought so. Oh Here, yeah. somebody up got hurt and they brought him in. I, I think, think he is with the Padres. I think he is with
1: my Padres. I'm all in, by the way, on my Padres. Okay. So um, okay, Jeffers is your catcher. I'm fine with that. He's 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 a good catcher.
0: Yeah, and but you're gonna need. You know, he'll play 100 games. You're gonna need somebody else. Maybe you keep Garber. I don't know, but maybe Garber wakes up. But I, he's not a he's not good enough as a receiver to, you know, to, the the Tom Kelly backup catcher. Who he didn't want to be able to hit. You know?
1: <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, you can't ignore what he did last year, Pat.
0: No, but, boy, it's easy to ignore when you watch those at bats this year. It was and again, not Again, he did miss a month, so, right. I mean, he had the bad back, too, I guess. But he would have to—I don't know. He's got to know he's coming to the club to make—he's coming to spring training to make the team. Yeah. I wouldn't give him the job because he's— uh, I guess he's a little thin-skinned, too. Is he? So that's what I heard. Okay. Uh, So, now, God help us. You know, there was an old, old, wonderful old baseball guy in town named Glenn Gostick. And Gostick was a bachelor, lived in North Minneapolis in a little home that his mother lived in. Mm -hmm. And and was a trainer for the, he was an athletic trainer and a baseball coach and uh, just a, very different kind of cat, okay. but uh, and if you wanted to talk to him on the phone, you had to send him a letter, you know, <laughs> or you could if you knew where he lived, you could go leave a note in the door. Okay, but as far as I don't, th- he didn't have a home phone, so he could, you could, uh, it wasn't because he couldn't afford it; he just didn't want one, and he'd go someplace to a neighbor's or to a payphone or something, then okay. he'd call you back.
2: Okay,
0: so a, a different guy, but he did. Every year, an analytical piece on that he rated all major league hitters on bases advanced. Okay, so if you hit a home run, that's four, right? Mm-hmm. And but if you, you know, if you make an out and nobody advances, you, you get a zero, but if you make an out. And a guy goes from second to third or sure. f- even first to second or you know a productive out. As we if you call. hit a yeah. double with the bases loaded and three run score, you get a guy from third, guy from second, guy from first. You count up all those bases advanced. Right. Sure. sure. And he would have this very thick document at the end of the year, and about December you'd get it in the mail from him, and it was bases advanced and the best players in the league usually were very high on his bases advance list. In other words, he was productive outs, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, strikeouts were zeros, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always, when people tell me strikeouts don't matter, you know, it's an out. An out is an out.
1: I hate that phrase.
0: I do too, because if you don't hit it, you have no chance to advance a base runner, including yourself. You don't give anybody a chance to make an error. You don't give anybody a chance to go from second to third. Uh, And you tell me strikeouts don't matter when you're trying to rally against Houston in the eighth inning, you're down, what, two to one? Mm -hmm. And he goes up there and checks, swing, strike three. So no, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot have any human being playing for your team that strikes out at 483. He struck out at 483 this year. That's unbelievable. That is, that is. I mean, he is. He he won't last long enough to make if this is going to be his norm to make to reach historic figures in strikeouts. But if he did, I mean, Rob Deer is the most famous strikeout guy <laughs> ever, right? Yes. With the Brewers, but mm-hmm. he was a good athlete and played center. He could play center field, right field. He was a good athlete, and he was, I think, thirty-eight percent, and in his career at bats, Miguel is forty-one or two now. He's over forty for his career. Yeah, for his career, and wow. he's forty-eight percent this year. I don't know. It was it was awful. I I actually talked to Tony Oliva for a few minutes uh, yesterday. Was it? Ron, Ron or Saturday? Ron Paradowski died. And, I was trying to get a couple quotes from guys who played with him in '68, '69, '70, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I said, "What are you going to do with Sano?" And of course, Tony has a certain prejudice in favor of Latin American players. Even sure, he's, he's never seen one who couldn't play, right? Okay, right, I right. Mean, you could, <laughs> you know, Louis Gomez was going to be a a great player. So Tony's Tony's got a fondness for him, and he's. I, I said, Tony, uh, forty. He says, well, he has to hit the ball more often. I said, yeah, good, Tony. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do with him? Here's I mean, my fear. He came. Now, he was in great shape this spring. Yes. He'd gained some weight by the time. He was bigger. By he the was end of bigger. the year, for sure. He was bigger when he got back here in July. The pandemic know? was not
1: good for Miguel.
0: I don't know. You have to. You got to re. He's got to remake his whole swing. No, you cannot just. Flail at the ball like that. You cannot just open up and yank. Yeah, can you? No. I mean, what? But but how do you fix somebody? Because he looked like he was fixed for a week, and at the end of the year, he was the worst he's ever been. The last three weeks, he was the worst he's ever been.
1: And here's what my fear is, Pat, in regards to Sano. Because of what happened this year from finances, everybody's budget, not just the Twins, but everybody's budget's going to be going down for next year. We all know that.
0: But they already got him, they got him, you know, for two more years. And I am fearful
1: that that will be the reason, aside from the fact that he can't play first base, that they're not going to bring back Cruz and Sanoa's your designated hitter.
0: Yeah, that could be that could be it depends upon what the cruise they want to get the cruise. base. see I don't people think there's going to be a big cruise market I don't think there is even with the even national, league national league going national, to a Well, DH. somebody might but I nobody's going to come and say give them 2 years 30 million Not with the budgets you're going to... I mean, baseball lost an average of $200 million a team Wow! from what they normally would be bringing in between TV and everything.
1: But with the Miguel money and the Donaldson (laughs) money still on the books, I mean, I know Marwin's money's coming off. Yeah,
0: I mean, if somebody comes to him and gives him 15, I don't think he's back here, no. But I, I, you know...
1: He's totally worth 15, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, he is. But maybe... Uh, I you know what? Right now you're 12 games worse than the White Sox. Okay, mm-hmm. going into right now because of the young pitching they have and the young players they have, and the, you know they're every time you look out there they brought another kid from the minors who can throw 98. They had that lefty that got yeah. something happened to him and mm-hmm. he comes in nobody could hit him. Uh, I think you got to redo a lot of things and. You know, not give up because you're in this division. You can still finish second, and they're probably going to have six teams at least in the playoffs. But uh, I, I don't know. I just think that uh, uh, I, I don't know. You got to fix him. I don't know if he's not good at first base. For by by far, he's not. But he's more harmless over there than he is at third. Oh, for think? sure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But uh, somebody who's going to fix him. I mean, who's Rudy? You know, you could say, well, they lost Rawson as a pitching hitting coach, but Rudy Hernandez is sort of was Miguel's guy last year when he looked mm-hmm. like he was getting better, and Rudy's still there. I don't know how. How do you, I think you got to get him to spend the winter in Fort Myers?
1: You know who could fix him? Not and I'm not being. I'm, I'm being serious, Joe. Maurer could fix him. I think. Mm-hmm. Teach him. He's he'd obviously have his ear. Mauer yeah. did nothing but hit to the opposite field. Yeah,
0: Mauer, you would have liked to have had a little Miguel in him, but but the thing is, they they if if he if he's late and happens to hit a ball the right center, we, we he's cured. <laughs> I remember Roy, the boy, Roy, Yes. When he hit that one ball the right center, it was like Roy had discovered New Zealand or something, <laughs> and the, the Magellan, uh, you know floating across the uh, the empty world uh, uh and then and then it just goes away then it just yeah. then he just stops doing it and he was i I didn't do the end of the stats but it, he was you know that he had 13 home runs this year okay he also had 13 singles really mhm i did not know that 13 singles wow Means, Did he finish over you know, two hundred? By about the way, it, if he was watching Cruz, two hundred four. Two hundred four. If he was watching Cruz, he would see how Cruz will, when forced, as as hard as he swings and as mm-hmm. much of a pull hitter as he is, he'll take the single to right field if it's a big situation. Sure, Miguel won't take it. No, he will not take it. I don't know what to do with him. He's, you know, the the. Uh, you know gleeman who sat in front of me during the playoffs and was at the ballpark all year this year since he went to work for the athletic and good guy and i had you know, but he was like mr Snow. and when i first started ripping snow he was one of the guys ripping me which is fine and but i uh you know i was talking to him i said what what? this is this this ain't gonna work and he was you know he was he was not ready to write him off because if you know the the whole old, you know uh, OPS thing and you know that sure. even I think even this year as horrible as he was his OPS was okay but he had an on base percentage I looked it up you have heard of the Mendoza line don't mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well I, I I looked at the year where Mario Mendoza played the most. Uh, which was 1980, he had a higher on-base percentage than Miguel Sano Really? Now, Miguel on-base was 278. Wow. He had that. When he was four for 42, he mm-hmm. didn't get a walk Really? in that period. I mean, this was pathetic.
1: But, Pat, you know, the, and you look at the lineup, not only did he regress, Max Kepler regressed big yeah. time this year, too. We'll get to him.
0: Oh, I'm, that's right. We'll We're, going to We're going the around the old diamond. Second base. I like the kid. I like a rice. Lose 10 pounds. Yep. He's about 10. He's turning into a butterball. He's he's two <laughs> years away from being a third baseman. I hate to be <laughs> ethnic about this, but we have had a history of Hispanic gentlemen who have had success <laughs> and then porked up. Ah. Usually, uh, the la- Jose Mahara. Uh, oh, yeah. Omar, Maharas. Maharas. Uh, I mean, he great. He, they He came up and was the middle of a division run the one year. And I remember the next year I was in spring training in the press box and he's warming up and I said I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. You know? (laughs) know? And I was full figured then. He just turned into a fat slop. (laughs) And you know in one, a little bit of success Rich Garces.
1: Oh yeah, I remember Rich. Rich Garces
0: was here. He was going to be 19. He's going to be the closer. They're using him in the Pennant race, and as a you know, they were they were competitive. Sure, and they're using him, and he's blowing people away. The next year, he ate Venezuela. He shows up; <laughs> he's up enormous, and he basically ate himself out of the big leagues for about six years until he got back. Because he the went red to set. Boston after that, yeah, he? and he was yeah. L. Oh. El Fado or something. <laughs> I, don't the, Fato. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the I don't know what the name they had for him. But Louie, come on, Louis. That's you know you love the kid. He loves baseball. He's a character. Can hit as he proved when he first came back and mm-hmm. hit three doubles one night. Yep. But uh, and he's hilarious too when you hear him. You know when you when you're in an empty stadium. And uh, he's at second base, and one of the Twins pitchers throws what he thinks a good pitcher. Before the ump, he yells out, strike! (laughs) You know, you can hear him yelling out. (laughs) And he's very happy. You love everything about him, but you don't want to see him get any chubbier than he is right now. No, no. And he did get banged up this year. Polanco, uh, he was hurt all year, I think. Not Maybe not all year, but the last six weeks he was not the same. And he's had enough of a track record
1: where I don't think you're worried about no, him long term.
0: No, and he's okay at shortstop. He's uh, he's got to be a good shortstop. He's got to do it with his bat because he's an ordinary right. shortstop. Right. But in shortstops can't be judged the way they used to be judged on range because of the. Shifts, you know. Sure, it's not like well, he can't play shortstop because he can't go in a hole and backhand the ball and throw it to first. Is
1: there a chance that Royce Lewis is your shortstop next year?
0: Nah, uh, not or not to begin with. Maybe, okay. maybe later
1: on. Because Adrianza's uh, is not coming back, no, so they're gonna, no. and neither is Marwin.
0: No, it'll be interesting to who plays third base next year too, because there's, uh, you know, there's. I I think if the Cruz doesn't come back, Donaldson's probably your DH, as good as a third baseman he is, but if he can keep him, if that can keep, keep him healthy, keep him healthy to yeah. some degree, for sure. But you don't have a third, but he is a really good third baseman when he plays twenty percent of the time. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who your, I Polanco's not a third baseman. He doesn't have the arm to play third base. He barely got the arm to play shortstop, and uh, that. Uh, They don't have a third. I mean, this Blankenhorn kid, I, just, I don't think he's ready. They don't have a third baseman. Uh, if They don't have the backup infielder to play third base if when Donaldson's not in the lineup. they got to get that guy, and it's not Marwin. Marwin was terrible this year. Mm-hmm. Played all over. Give him credit. He was in a he He liked third on a team and had bats.
1: But he made two of the biggest blunders in the oh, field yeah. against yeah, Houston. Yeah, he did. He did. You know? He
0: did. The the. the the uh, second air was all, Well, they didn't call that an air the second one
1: no it was one of the hits that Barrios gave well, up and the right before we yanked and the him the other one was
0: through the shift
1: right the other was
0: a little ground ball through the shift he didn't you know he was really good but uh, I think Eddie's gone uh, I actually heard uh, Gleeman and uh, Bonuses uh, show on KFan the other mm-hmm. afternoon mm-hmm. Uh, their their podcast and they they put it in pretty good perspective that. You can't pay a guy who's ten percent above average in left field ten million dollars. You know, as yeah, far as sure. a player, that makes sense. Yeah. Who's pay him ten? And it costs you ten million to bring him back. I, th- I think there's a lot of thought that if they don't, uh, you know, they're probably non tender if, if really? they can't trade him. Wow! Yeah, uh, you know, how it's not going to be easy to trade him with the
1: with that money. With yeah, the, with wow. that
0: money with post pandemic budgets. And you know, I mean, that's a pretty good baseball player. That's a pretty good guy to sign.
1: Well, if DFAing but, him results in Cruz coming back, then I'm all for it because Cruz is far more valuable and to this team. You got your left fielder. going to be your left right. fielder.
0: The other issue becomes Buxton. I mean, what the hell? You, you know, uh, for for reasons this year that really weren't. None of them was him from running into a wall no. or anything. Well, but one, he got uh, hit
1: by a pitch in the head. Yeah, he
0: got hit by a pitch in the head. But he still missed, what, did he play 40 of the 60? I,
1: I don't so. even know. Pat, there's no way he's not back with this team. Uh, no, no, yeah. he's
0: back. But here's the thing. You need a back When you're planning for next year, you need a backup third baseman who can pay for play 40 percent of the games and you need a backup center fielder who can play 40 percent of the game he played in
1: 39 games this year Thirty-nine,
0: so he plays two-thirds of the time say he plays two-thirds of the time you still need somebody to play uh 50 games i saw lavelle's won't be back okay i think jake on will be back won't be jack he had jake cave not back i bet jack cave's back
1: Uh, you think so Cause well, I'd be okay who, if they I went with a better option there.
0: Yeah, well, Gilbert Celestino is very good defensively <laughs> and can't hit. Uh, uh. By
1: the way, Buxton had the same number of home runs as Miguel. They both hit thirteen, yep. and Miguel did it in fourteen more games than Byron.
0: So what was Miguel? Two oh four? Am Miguel I Miguel right? was two oh four with ninety strikeouts, sir. Mm-hmm. That is impressive in 60 games, 90 strikeouts. How many games did he play?
1: Miguel played in 53. Pat, in six years, six years, Miguel's career, mm-hmm. 834 strikeouts. No, but
0: how many games?
1: In 539 games. Okay,
0: so six years, five. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is less than 100 games a year. Uh, well, no, the first year he came up at, at midseason. So right. he like, you can't it, take the, can't deduct games. that from him. Actually, outside, times, of, outside how many, of... How many uh, times did he strike out in 15?
1: In 2015, he had 119 strikeouts. Wow.
0: In 80 games. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, somebody said, well, he's got the, you know, Killebrew at the same age. You know, yeah. had this and this, and home runs-wise, that Miguel's, like, somewhere where Killebrew is. Yeah. It's only striking out about... Harmon led the league in strikeouts two or three times, and he wasn't close to this. No. I think his max was like 115 or
1: something. In 2018, at the ripe old age, <laughs> age of 25 years old, in 71 games, Miguel Sano struck out 115 times
0: and finished with a 199 batting and average. Last year was by far wow. his best year, right? So, And last year he yep. did okay. but But I don't know what you do with him. And you trade Kepler. I do, Buxton. I trade Kepler for a pitcher. Yep, I trade. He's Kepler. my he's my trade item. He can't play against left-handed pitching. He gets a little hot. And here's the thing: there'll be a market for him because people see that athletic body. They yep. see that you know that that one, once in a while when he's on a hot streak and he's banging them out, banging those screamers out the right field. But. Uh, He's had horrible stretches uh, last couple of years. When he gets into one of his bad stretches, it's brutal. Plus, you have options for yeah. corner outfield. Well,
1: you got Larnick,
0: yeah. Larnick, Kirilov, and and people, and Brent Rooker will be around next year as a platoon player. You probably what you could do is you could have the three corner outfielders: Kirilov, Larnick, and Rooker. Now, Rooker, you don't want to expose him too much in the outfield, no. But it gives you a right-handed hitter. To you know, playing left when you know right. Kirilov's having a hard time against lefties, or I don't think he's going to have a hard time against lefties. And Larnick, the public hadn't seen Larnick yet this spring. I liked him better than Kirilov, but Kirilov's got that magical swing. Yeah, he does have a great swing. Uh, which Daddy started teaching him when he was four. <laughs> Dad's a <laughs> yeah. You know, well, he's hitting a hitting coach. Doesn't guru. he have a big campus oh, or yeah. something he's up there? He's yeah. a. That's his life. Was hitting. You know, and uh, he's got the, the the kid was starting, you know, did that. He wasn't chasing girls. He was a good ch- Christian boy. So he was hitting, uh, you know, a very strong Christian kid. And uh, but, yeah, he's he's going to hit and going can hit. And I think it's time to turn it over to some degree.
1: I do too. You know. Yeah, I do too. And you got
0: to get more. They have to get hey, more losing, athletic. Losing Eddie is not going to make you more athletic, but but you know you got to. I I think that's why. Here's here's another thought. Maybe not for this year, or at least not until June. But Polacco becomes your Marwin. Oh yeah. You know, and plays all over because uh, you know. Polanco when he was a kid in the minors and about a year away from big leagues, he had a real rough year at shortstop one year. Yep. Or second. But remember they played him when he came up here to play shortstop, he'd played second all year in the minors. Because I remember it was in he Texas, had, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he had not played a game at Rochester at short. Oh, and they called him out and put him at short. That's really? good player development right there. <laughs> but uh uh but they had before that talked about moving him to the outfield.
2: Really? So uh
0: you know he could become your super sub who gets 550 at bats, right? Sure. Oh, plays yeah. all over because you're going to well, need him at third. You can he could even be your backup center fielder be, when, if he's healthy.
1: Because so. at some point it's got to become the Kirilov, Larnick, and Royce Lewis team. It has yeah. to.
0: And okay, Royce Lewis, great athlete. Uh, I think he's going to have the same trouble hitting that Buxton did.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. It's not
0: a. It's not a classic swing. He's a, you know, he's a, he gets hot, he's an athlete, and he might have improved. But uh, the, the real baseball people that I talk to, he's, 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 you know, when they they signed him, the swing needs some work, and uh, I, I'm not sure where he is right now. But everybody loves him as a kid, and uh, there was some thought, you know, that he wasn't going to stick a shortstop, but I think they like him, so...
1: Well, I'm just looking at their team stats right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine five, six, seven, eight. Nine players, Pat, that had over 35 strikeouts in 60 games. Yeah, but here,
0: look it up. Look it up. The, the batting averages. How many guys who played a lot hit under 220? Oh, no, God. Under One. Two, 225.
1: The only ones that hit over 225 were Buxton, Rosario, Polanco, Cruz, and Arise. There, there's your problem. I mean, so... What Kepler end up hitting? 215? Kepler ended up hitting 2 225. 225. 225.
0: Well, when you hit zero against lefties it makes it harder. You yeah. know, you got to be really good against right handers. You know who I and I know it's
1: not going to happen because a money, but there's just not a spot. The kind of player I'd love to see them add is that DJ LeMahieu from the Yankees. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's now a two-time batting champion. Oh right I'd, and and i think he's a free agent this year yeah, i'd i'd right. love to see them add a guy like
0: that he's he might be the yankees best player though they're not letting him go but get away but the them.
1: only problem is he's terrible at second base and he can't play for, they they'll put him at first mm-hmm. once in a while but he can't really play there either that's his only problem is you can't really put him anywhere
0: you know i think they really uh have to uh, figure out to uh, they, they need one more, here's the trouble with Larnick and Kirilov is neither of those guys are speed guys, but uh, And they're both left-handed. So he, and Arise doesn't run that good. And Polanco ran good, but he didn't run good this year because he was hurt. So I Does guess Miguel run good? For uh, for a large man, uh, once he gets started. I, I heard that Grinky's. you know, when he got thrown out by an eighth of an inch. Oh,
1: the Bregman great the play Bregman, that Bregman made, yeah. But
0: but uh, Grinky, you know, who's a odd duck, but I guess one of his quotes was, I knew he was out. He was going to be out because uh, he kind of, you know, when he started, he like rocked back. He he went, in other words. Instead of rocking fo- okay, and, instead and of forward. Okay, instead of going forward. He kind of, when he got started, he kind of rocked back. He said, and, you know, and he got stuck there at the plate before he got rolling. You know, yeah. And and he he wasn't, said, "I knew I was going to be out." Really? He actually was moving okay once he got rumbling, but uh, but I would, you know, on those two choppers to, th- you know, we we all love Nelson, but on those two choppers, they hit the third two games in a row that were big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Eighty-five to ninety percent of all major league baseball players would have been safe. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of their problems. They don't they don't make you know, and I heard a lot of people wanting. Uh, Wanting Buxton to bunt there when they're first and second. Mm-hmm. Remember that in, mm-hmm. the, in the second game, right? Mm-hmm. He should have bunted. Well, he would have bunted, except Kepler was the next hitter against the left-handed pitcher. Yeah. And would have struck out.
1: And that's the other problem. I yeah. mean, outside of Buxton, Kepler, and Polanco when he's healthy, there's not a lot of guys that can go first to third on a single
0: on this team. No. That's, that is. They, uh, they, they have tied themselves to bomb a ball and... They did it again in this year's draft. Their first draft choice. Oh, the kid
1: from North Carolina. First draft but
0: yeah. just a big D.A., you know, a future well, D.A. he's Rooker. Yeah. Oh, right? no, he's, he's even Is he bigger, bigger than and that? thicker, and strikes out more. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he strikes out a lot. Sabato, right, or something like that. I can't like remember that. his name. But they kind of went all in on this strategy of sitting there hitting home runs. And, you know, it might be fun, might win a lot of games, but it's not going to win in October. And this year it didn't even win in September. No. Yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't, didn't even get to, to October. October. We, didn't, we can't get on him for failing in October. All right, I have to bring this up. 29th and 30th. Right? What was yeah.
1: your reaction when you saw Rocco Baldelli, Pat, Jose Barrios? And I know the lineup was the major problem and the reason they lost the series. I get that. But the, your reaction when Baldelli pulled Barrios after, a what, 60-pitch, five-inning performance against the Astros?
0: You know, there's a... There's a uh, this is a little bit off to the side, but it's what I come to. There's a romantic comedy called Plus One, <laughs> which I ran across about three years, and it's my favorite romantic comedy of all time. And it's, what is it? Maya Kirshner is her name or something, and she's great. And Jack Quaid, who's the, the daughter of uh, Dennis Quaid and Megan Ryan. And it's this typical relationship and they end up together at the end and the whole thing. But they end up going to weddings together, right? Because uh, they're both single and they don't like to sit at the single table or something. So, But they go out to Hawaii for this wedding and they they got two buddies, two gay guys who are buddies and, and uh, they're having a great conversation on the water there and uh, on the ocean and... And it's announced. the The one guy says that he did his his companion they they are getting married too. Proposed to him at Costco, you know. And so they start giving him giving them a hard time about you know Costco. Mm-hmm. And the one the the guy who got proposed to the white guy is a white guy, a black guy. And the white guy says, "Who gives a bleep?" Straight people overthinking, overthinking, (laughs) you know? And that's what I'm thinking with Wes Uh, and Rocco. Straight people uh, overthinking, over, plus long-term. Here we go, here we go. Plus long-term, what is the message you want to send to Jose Barrios? Thank you. You're the man. Thank you. Thank you for six great innings, Jose, not... Oh, man, we're relieved you stumbled. You made it through five. Now we can get you out of the game. It was an awful—it was a horrible decision and a horrible message to send to Jose Perez.
1: You couldn't have stated it any better. I was in this room looking mm-hmm. at the TV, and I was screaming things that probably should have led to my dismissal, but I
0: couldn't believe it. Pat, you are You are telling him that you have no confidence in him. That's exactly what you're doing. And he—and you also know— that he is in a very emotional, and not, you know. No, he cares. He's a yes, yeah, but it's it's. He's got this pent up anxiety about him, and that's why when he's going bad, that it, it sticks with him because he's like thinking four too much. Starts, Absolutely, right? yes. And now you got him pitching five. He's probably never been a more proud of a game that he's pitched in his life. And you walk over there and. 75 pitches and two bleeding hits it should be a no hitter. Right. And uh, and you you're up telling up, him, "Hey kid,
1: uh, thanks for the great job, but we're going to go to Cody Bleepin' Station because yes, we don't have
0: any trust in you. It was a brutal decision." And
1: it's and I and I hated the explanation then and I hate it now about Rocco saying, "Uh the 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 numbers suggest I don't care, Rocco. He but here's what really troubles me, Yeah, but me, here's Pat.
0: what the numbers the numbers suggest Third that time he, through the that lineup. He isn't good the third time through the lineup when he's not throwing the ball good. Right. When he's when he's had a little trouble the first two times through the lineup. And pass. He's pitching, he's pitching well enough. His stuff is good enough that those numbers don't apply to the way he's throwing the ball. Correct. You
1: know? And that's the I think that's the part that bugs me the most. And I don't really have anything against Rocco. I don't know him. I've never spoke to him in my life. But I fear that he doesn't have that feel for the game like a Tom Kelly does. Well, um, I wonder what the the analytics would have told TK in the ninth I inning think, of yeah, game. game seven. You know,
0: there's I would never I would never question his instincts, but I would question his uh his total reliance on that he's been brainwashed completely to you know, but, but right. I blame Wes Johnson as much as him. Okay. Wes is, I mean, he, Wes is, it's 50-50 on pitching decisions. Okay. And they overreacted and they panicked and uh, it was a brutal decision. And it's and and it's not only the short-term effects, it might be the long-term effects. Absolutely. Right? Yes. You know?
1: Absolutely. And your, your bullpen gave up more runs than your starters did.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't even close. My yeah, Maeda was great. And, you know, Maeda was... I would have got another inning out of him in this situation, too. 91, you know, that, they, well, I wrote a column about the game one pitching. Their whole pitching decisions, the whole two games, was brutal. It was. Cause you, tr- if, if you're not going to get six out of Maeda in game one, you got to get two out of Trevor May after he blows him away in the sixth. Yep. And, then, and then you go to uh, Duffy in the seventh. Now, Duffy gave up a run. He wasn't as sharp as usual, but... How are you going to get to the finish line right? if, you, if you've already used up May and Duffy through seven, and that, who are the only two guys you can really rely on now? Right. And that's, I guess, what I had. A, I didn't – in game
1: one, fine. I get it. Game two, your season is over if you lose this game. And it, it, there just didn't seem like there was any
0: uh, – It was panic. It was panic. that they. But they, to hook Jose when he's pitching like that oh. was just stupid. Especially when – you, you don't want Romo to get anywhere near the mound right no. now. He's, he's, he's been he's, awful. It's over for him. Uh, I think it's been over for him since he chased Lindor down the line. Yes. But uh, you, you don't want to – but, again, to go back to game one, Tuesday, if you pitch May in the 6th and he gets him out in 11 pitches, the middle of the order – now you got you know that team the top four right mm-hmm. yep. you get the top four out then you're okay yes right so he would have been facing five six and seven send him back out there mm-hmm. God Almighty he's six foot four and two thirty <laughs> and he's a rock and he just threw eleven pitches and you hook him yeah and then and then you got to pitch Duffy in the seventh and then you Rogers is. Something's wrong with him and Romo. You don't want to pitch. How the hell are you going to get to the ninth with a one-zero lead? Right. Because you're the way you're swinging the bats. Your whole strategy had to be: I got to win this game one to nothing. Yes. And, and
1: you'd be proud of me, by the way. So when that happened, when when I saw Rocco tap uh, tap him on the shoulder, is. I said I grabbed my crap and mm-hmm. I had to get in my car because I had to listen to what Gladden had to say. And mm-hmm. Provis is going through the. And it, I'm not ripping Corey, but Provis is going through the, third well, time. third time through the order, and Danny goes, huh.
0: <laughs> it was, was just good. perfect. <laughs> oh, I should call up Kelly and ask him what he thought. Oh,
1: I'd that. love to see what he, oh, that's what I said. Man, it would be so great to hear what TK is. I know
0: this thing. Rocco and Wes and Jack wouldn't have gotten along well. No! No! <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder what Jack... Jack wasn't around, right? What, what Jack, do you mean? Jack probably wasn't at the ballpark. I wonder what he thought of the Brios getting Well, he did off. a few games. No, no, but or I Or mean, you meant for the playoffs. For I'm that sorry. game, yeah, okay. obviously, yeah. their, their, you know, their TV crew wasn't even working. You know, Brummer, yeah. I saw Bremer in the stands, but... Uh, but uh, I, yeah, it was stupid. They've they've really screwed up their pitching the whole the whole series, in my opinion. So uh, you got to bring. T- I think you got to give get some money and bring him back. I do too. And uh, Duffy and Rogers. Is he a free agent? By the way, is Trevor a free agent? I think he is. yeah. Okay. okay. He'll, he'll probably there'll be more of a market for Trevor May than Eddie Rosario. I can guarantee. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, uh, I I don't know. They're uh, right now. I mean they've Rocco's what six nineteen winning percentage or something. I mean they've had two good years, two good regular seasons, but I think they're on a the cusp right now, going way backwards.
1: Especially when that team on the south side is on their oh, way God. up. Yeah,
0: they are. They are. They just have much better minor leagues and because where's the okay? We've been talking about uh, Kirloff and Larnick, and well, Larnick got in the conversation this year, but Kirloff and Barrios now for like. Oh, three years, right? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Who's next? Where are the pitchers?
1: Yeah, they. Where are the pitchers? Belavezic,
0: I liked him, and they finally brought him to the camp in St. Paul. At the end, they didn't see him. But this Alcala is going to be a just another arm in the bullpen. The kid throws hard, and Duran, we never saw him, but they got you know. Uh, Where's the pitching development? That was supposed to be Derek's big, big thing, right? Because the year that they drafted,
1: the year they drafted Lewis one overall, wasn't there a uh, a kid from uh, was it Ontario? Where did they the, the they had a supplemental pick at the end of the first uh, round? You're Is thinking. that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, okay, he's, okay. I
0: saw him throw this spring. I liked him he's a big, t- tall, uh, lanky kid, and um, and really good. I was shocked that he didn't that they didn't have him in St. Paul. Uh, When it started, he finally came, like, for the last week or 10 days. Okay. Be interesting. I would imagine, I'd like to slide on down to the uh, tiny little condo and fight my way through the pythons and and go over to that camp they're having this month in Fort Myers to see who's there. But I'm sure there won't be any, you know, their whole thing now is... To keep as many people away as you can, so it's not like I could wander over there and hang out at the field. I like got to get my you know, Diet Cokes out of the fridge. <laughs> like I've been, uh, like I've been known to do in the past. So uh, it would be interesting to see what's going on down there. So I don't know. I'm i uh, I'm a little pessimistic about where they are right now. I am too. I uh, just uh, you know they, they're not. Uh, Maeda was great. Brios, you just basically peed in his shoes, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but he, plus, he's not a free agent. They got him for two more years, Jose, but they got to make their decision on him here pretty Well, didn't quick. they attempt they
1: gonna... to go long-term with him before yeah, the start well, of this
0: year? Yeah, you know, God Almighty, he and his agent saw the money pitchers were getting and they didn't take it, but... uh I, I don't know if they're going to be able to, I, you know, the idea of signing anybody long-term this winter is sure not going to happen because you don't the know. owners will have a restricted amount of money and the players are going to be looking for the same contract. The players aren't going to concede that there's 20% less money. You know, the player getting near right. free agency is going to want the same contracts that the other guys got when baseball was making its full revenues. So I, I got to think you're just going to see one of your contracts this winter. Are you winter. thinking they're going to strike? Oh, they're not that stupid. Okay. Are they? Well, I don't know. Just that, mean, the way you hinted it's at it's that. A admit- a, no, okay. no, I'm just saying this winter, trying to sign Jose Barrios, to the realities of post pandemic gotcha. when gotcha. you don't know what you might not have fans in the ballpark till next July, you know. Well,
1: if Governor Walls has his way, there'll never be fans attending a game again.
0: Well, I I don't know. When the president of the United States <laughs> can't save himself. Yeah. As I said to Joe, he said something the other day. I said, Well, at least I didn't spend two hundred thousand to get the virus, you know. Uh yeah, but uh, there's some anecdotal evidence that uh, Wallace continues to, yep. you know, that he's got some guys out there running around. But right now, this thing is—it's it, all sports are just in an. I mean, the NBA is just completing its terrible ratings. Oh, they're horrendous. Terrible ratings. Revenue uh, TV is—they're negotiating their TV contracts. Ooh. And the TV networks aren't going to be giving them the same, you know. The reality is, there's going to be a lot less money in sports when the, even when this thing ends for a while, and they, yet the players in all sports are going to want the same money they did get. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it's hard to figure out. What the twins are going to try to do this winter, but they have some work to do because there aren't going to uh, be
1: Mookie bets and Bryce Harper deals this no, offseason. No.
0: boy, aren't you glad you didn't give Bryce Harper that money? He's okay, but I mean, he's—I mean, his numbers are actually good this he year. He can but still the, a hit, but you can't. He's a statue in the outfield. Phillies plus the Phillies uh, miss the play. They I just see that Andy fired the general manager. So, but the the team president, the the guy who owns the team came out with the quotes, not Andy, when they fired the GM, and said, the Phillies' problem for 100 years, he's apparently a new owner, Mm -hmm. has been developing players. The Phillies, for 100 years, have done a bad job at developing players. Wow. So he goes back to, they were really good in the Connie Mack era there for a while, (laughs) but since Connie Mack had... uh, Well, they won a World uh, Series in, what, 06? I know, but he's, he's, uh, apparently, he's got himself a... uh, an owner was, uh not a not a wallflower, gotcha, know, Andy. So gotcha. he's uh, he's gonna put up with, uh, you know, he had the he had the Angelus crew in uh, Baltimore. That was a good job too. I, I I'm wondering if Andy might be next. Oh, that <laughs> with yeah. a quote like that, our problem for a hundred years have been developing players. So and
1: he, isn't he the same owner that says we're gonna spend stupid money when they signed Harper and they gave the money to. Uh, uh, well, not gave the money to, but they got Riamulto, the catcher. And, yeah, yeah, and right. Segura. Yeah, yeah,
0: he came in and we're going to win and we're going to, you know, he... yeah,
1: yeah, right. He, he basically admitted and they tried to give. Oh, and they gave McCutcheon that two year $50 million. Yeah, which G- was stupid. And right. didn't
0: they try to get Garrett Cole, too? I think they tried to Did they get really? Garrett Cole, okay. too. So, you know, the Yankees are going to win the World Series, don't you? Is They're that who be. you like the rest yeah. of the way? And now that they got their act together, mm. although the Dodgers are, but but I think that's Dodger Yankee World Series. And last time we had a goofy season 1981. 1981 first sure. World Series I ever covered 1981. And that was. Yankees. Uh, Dodgers beat them Dodger, in six? Dodgers beat them in six. Yankees won the first two in Yankee Stadium. Looked like a mismatch. Went out to uh, L.A., got beat three straight. Then uh, came home and they started Tommy John and uh, George went nuts and uh, the uh, that's when the death threats were called into Winfield and you know because Winfield was that's when George called him Mister May and (laughs) and uh, Winfield is I think it was Winnie's first year there. George was ripping him for not getting any hits. And then Winnie, not being the brightest guy in the world, I think it was game five before he got his hit. They were losing their third straight in Dodger Stadium. He gets a single and he asks for the ball because it's his first World Series hit. You know, it wasn't like it went out over the bleachers and left field. (laughs) Or it led to a game winning run or something. (laughs) No. But the best part of that whole World Series was George getting in the fight in the hotel. Oh, God. So that's before your time. Yep. But George, it, with the Wilshire or whatever it is, it was right in Wilshire Park there. They're big. Did you see the photo of Winnie over the
1: weekend, by the way?
0: Is he looking good? Oh, he
1: looks like he could still hit. Oh, yeah. He never let himself get away. I think it was uh, it was Murph. Murph tweeted out the photo that said uh, Winfield could still hit three forty. He was yeah. jacked.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I remember asking a couple of things about Winnie. Hey, you know, he always had the hitch when, yeah. he, when he went to hit. And I remember, who's I asked? I can't remember. It was an old hitting guy. I said, How can he hit with that hitch? He says, That's how good he is. (laughs) You know? Would have been somebody from the U? No, no, no. Somebody from baseball. Somebody, old twins hitting coach or somebody, because he still had the bat speed, you know. He could still get the bat to the ball. But that 81 World Series, uh, George gets in the fight at the Wilshire Hotel. He goes up, he shows up at the ballpark. He's got bruises all over his face and stuff and says that he. He was in the elevator with some fans who were bad-mouthing the city of New York, and he had to stand up for New York was his deal. (laughs) And Lee Motville, the great columnist for the Baltiston Globe, who went off to Sports Illustrated and, and still around but not writing much, wasn't even at the series, but he wrote a column about how he and George were riding up the elevator together and they got on the first floor and then the second floor they met some hell's angels and beat the crap out of them and the third floor they met some Nazis and they beat the hell out of them and and then he and then he and the fight had taken place like on the sixth floor and I don't know who else they beat up, you know, they kept beating up these groups. We didn't have terrorists yet, so it wasn't that I don't know. They beat somebody. I kept the column for years, I don't have it anymore. But he said and then I got out of the elevator. I don't know what happened on the sixth floor or something. When George said he fought the people bad. God, it was just hysterical, him and George going back to back, oh. beating the crap out. George was unbelievable. All that mattered to him was getting on that back page of the two tabloids, the the uh, Post <laughs> and the Daily News. But that's also when the Post reported that—I uh, don't know who reported first that Winfield had received death threats got a call at the hotel mm-hmm. threatening his life when he was still out in LA before the fifth game. So and then they came up the post we get there I flew in on the red eye from game five. Flew in on the red eye and we went to the Carnegie Deli and had breakfast before we went to the hotel. And then there was workouts, but there's a bunch of us had flown in on the red eye. And uh so it's like 7 in the morning in New York. We get the papers, and, and you know, they got Winfield's death threats, the big story. And then the afternoon editions, they got the Post has Rick Cerrone, the catcher. Mm-hmm. He got a death threat, too. And and the front front page said, Fear Grip Stadium, <laughs> you know. And then the back, one... One's, the front page I think was Yank death threats, and they had serone there, who I don't even know what he did. And then the back page was Fear Grip Stadium, and we thought that you know the Post like put in and put in a hotline where you could call in your Yank death threats so that they could, you know, Fear Grip Stadium. God, that was a great series. First one I ever covered, it was fantastic. I never had so much fun in my life reading the New York tabloids as the Yankees were going down the tank and George. (laughs) You know, all the New York papers would have somebody assigned after the game to see what George had to say. Really? Even during the regular season. So he was Jerry
1: Jones way before Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah, but he
0: was – the press box and George's suite were on the same level. So the the Times, the Post, but the the Post and the Daily News particularly, and Newark at Newsday then was a tabloid too. I think, okay, and they wait for George to see who he's going to rip. So it was great. So the Yankees Dodgers rerun this year of uh, all these years later. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, Miguel Ceno cannot continue to strike out at forty eight point three percent of his at bats. I would That's, say yeah. so. Uh, That's the message uh, for today. <laughs> yes, and uh, the other message is uh, why did you do that to poor Jose Barrios, who's already a nervous kid? So anyway, we'll do this again next week, maybe.